Your Locked On Coyotes, your daily podcast on the Arizona Coyotes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome, everyone, to this special crossover episode. It's Locked On Coyotes, Locked On Los Angeles Kings, and Locked On Ducks. We're doing a three-way crossover once again. First time since May. Tucson. Since yeah. Tucson. Um, so I'm Robin Leonio, joined by Sarah Vampato and Jason Hernandez. How are you guys doing? Yo. Not too bad. Excited to have hockey, allegedly. Maybe. I know. The season's getting so close. Um, like, we've... I think most of us already had those prospect development can. I think all of us did um, because now coming up is a little tournament between mm-hmm. like most, I think quite a bit of the California, all the California teams, Vegas, Arizona, and Colorado, all gathering in here in the state of Arizona to uh, showcase their prospects. It's going to be a fun time. Oh, it's going to be a fantastic time. I want to know like, I, I'm not sure. I can't remember how many years the Coyotes have been doing this because I think I've, I see this come up like at least the last couple years. I think this is the second or third. Might year? be the third year. Yeah, because eventually it's supposed to hit all of the teams, like because it travels. Because it was in Anaheim. It was previously. in Anaheim one year. Um, it's eventually supposed to be in LA. Yay! But I think it's cool that they do it because. You know, so many of the Midwest teams, the East Coast teams, now the South, the teams in the South have been kind of doing stuff like, and then there's, you know, all of our teams who are like, oh, prospects, what are those? <laughs> so. And I think especially the the great thing about this rookie tournament and watching the prospects is we all know all of our teams are not great. Um, we're looking towards the future of the teams and this is a great way to do it, right? You see how these guys Ducks are going to be great this year. They're going to win 55. I'm kidding. They're not going to get 55 points. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. Brutal. Just being honest. The, the Ducks, the Ducks will have more fanfare for this rookie tournament than they will for the regular season because everybody knows that Dallas Eakins is not going to play these guys. This is more of a tryout for a possible vacancy in that Ducks coaching staff pretty soon. So I think I think this is not just a tournament. This is more of like a showcase for the Ducks players because we don't know what's going to happen with coaching even at the end of this calendar year. End of, end of the year, we know what's going to happen. Dallas Eakins will be gone by the end of the season, but will it be sooner? Who knows? So I, I feel like this is just a chance for some of these guys to shine. I mean, how much on the tank squad are you? Because if you're on the tank squad, you want him through game 82. I've been on tank squad since May. <laughs> you and me both. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, both the Coyotes and Ducks are on the uh, the shame for Shane train. Yep, Totally. <laughs> We, we know how deep this draft is. It's, yeah, I mean, heck, there's a reason why these Coyotes have eight 
picks in the next draft in the first two rounds you hoarded them (laughs) very wisely hoarded them it was brilliant yes bill armstrong's doing something right (laughs) don't know what it is but that's that's why i've been calling him bargain bill yeah as well you should and then there's Jim bob murray no one knows what he's doing bob might not be around Mm -hmm. end of end of this year there's rumors about that too sad well i shouldn't say that it feels weird to have like the stable team here. Yeah, out of the three of us, the Kings have they, the most promise well, because they suffered most of the early part of the rebuild already. Yeah. So they're just, yeah. just like peaking a little bit. It's like, uh. Yeah, <laughs> we're well, here. It's, it's like the, they can see the light at the end of the tunnel. It's almost there. Like if they run really well, they might get to it this season. Um, it, it just feels weird to go into. Uh, a like any season and especially this like rookie tournament thing being like this is just gonna be a fun cool time yeah but the kings didn't really have a rebuild i mean look at the end of the 2020 season they had that great winning streak yeah but then they blew it by losing like seven of eight games against the sharks or whatever (laughs) yeah but you know what that got him in that draft quentin byfield yeah, they did clean house though for quite, like early a couple years ago, didn't they? You know, yeah, they yeah, slowly but... jettisoned many people. Yeah, but the rebuild is not as bad as the Ducks rebuild, or sorry, the retooling of the Anaheim Ducks, second to worst record this past season, probably worst record this coming season, according to several charts that I've seen over the past month. Too many and, to count. And you know what's interesting? I think. None of our three teams have used, like at least internally, have officially used the term rebuild. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. No. The Coyotes, when when their head coach, the new head coach Andre Torini, was hired, uh, their their term was fresh start. <laughs> That's cute. <laughs> yeah, we used like, to rebuild <laughs> in Anaheim. Sarah, what did the Kings? I mean, I think they just keep calling, they, they keep cheaping out and just calling it like a retool, you know, or, you know, re, or they talk about like building the King's culture or whatever. I don't know that they've actually flat out said the rebuild word, but everyone knows. I think I've heard restart at yeah. one point. I know. I, I, I think I remember, I think it was the sharks that did reset. Mm. That's right. That feels very sharks. Yeah. <laughs> it does feel very sharks. <laughs> Oh yeah, man! Dump their fires. Oh boy. I mean, I, I mean, we're talking about the Pacific Division here. Obviously, the Coyote is no longer in the Pacific Division. Bye. But... It, it, it's just, it's been fun. I know. I mean, I'm. It's it's sad. Well, we still got AHL. So for one mm-hmm. for one more year. Mm-hmm. Oh, until they. Until Palm Springs comes in. Yeah. Are they still are they still going to move? That's not. I don't think that was decided. Uh, there's rumors about that, but I mean, we can talk about that next season because <laughs> we, we can enjoy this rivalry for one more year, likely in our AHL division. And especially this might be a really good year for Tucson. Hey, I mean, yeah. we, we could have more fun in Tucson. Yeah. Yeah. No more burrito crimes though. Well, just don't go to a large. <laughs> <laughs> really? We could have solved this problem for you. So, folks, I, I should point out that I had the large Sonoran burrito. It's like the size of a toddler. <laughs> it's it's a 13, 14 inch bacon wrapped burrito. 
It was massive. It was delicious. Literally like a small cat or something. Yeah, and it was delicious. Yeah, I I walked after that, but... My stomach hurts just thinking about it. (laughs) So let's talk about this tournament, shall we? Yes, let's get to the tournament. Uh, Should be a fun one. Um, Again, uh, I think what... uh, How many teams are in it? Six? Six. Six teams. Los Angeles, Colorado, San Jose, Anaheim, Vegas, and Arizona. Any game that doesn't include Arizona is going to be at the Ice Den in Scottsdale, which is where the Coyotes practice facility is, on the east side of the valley. And anything including Arizona will be all the way over on the west side of the valley at Gila River Arena. And Gross. potentially, yeah, it's nah, I, I'm not happy about that part, but. It's in Glendale. Yeah, yeah. I've made the trip to Glendale a couple of times. I hate it. Yeah. <laughs> I've I've been to that arena. The lighting is just horrible. Yeah, it takes me, took me, uh, it, it takes me ninety minutes to get to f- downtown Phoenix. Add an extra forty five minutes to an hour to get to Glendale, and it's not no, even that far. Hard. Not even that far. That's the problem. <laughs> yeah, it's just bad. Um, the Ducks don't really play Colorado. Actually, they do. The Ducks do play Colorado. So I mean, whose team wants to go first here? as far as their schedule and whatnot or you can because you have it open already that is true so i guess i guess beauty before age or age before beauty so what does that even mean jason come on jd so the ducks begin their three-game tournament today that's friday september 17th so they play against the san Jose sharks at ice den 5 p.m. Pacific time or 5 p.m. Arizona time. So that's Friday. Then they have Saturday off. Sunday, they play the Youngins of the Colorado Avalanche. Sunday afternoon at 4 p.m. also at Scottsdale. And then they play the Arizona Coyotes or the Kachina Clad. Monday, September 20th at noon Pacific Gee, I wonder which... Yeah, the team with the best jerseys against the team with the worst jerseys. Who are you taking there? Arizona. But (laughs) the Ducks have an interesting schedule there because San Jose's prospect pool is... uh, Can I be honest here? Can I be completely honest? Yes, we are. Half the guys on the Barracuda, I could not spell out their names. Sarah thought they were fake boys. They are. And I thought, oh, these guys just have no talent. I've seen games where the Rain and the Ducks just obliterated the Barracuda last season. It was awful, not close. And then I look at the prospects for Colorado. They're decent at best because Colorado put all their chips in the basket of, you know, get their NHL team good. And then and then there's Arizona. Arizona's got a slew of prospects. There might be a bloodbath on that last game, and it might be Arizona to be honest. But that's the schedule. Um, Colorado, San Jose, Arizona. We don't get to see the Kings. Nope. That sucks. Don't worry. Whenever this the tournament is in LA. Oh, there is going to be one. Yeah. But can I talk about the roster for the, for the Ducklings really quickly? Ducklings. I will call them the Ducklings from now on for this particular podcast. So the goalies, Roman Derny and Gage Alexander. Gage Alexander 
is 6'6", about 225 pounds. A lot like Andre Vasilevsky. Uh, having watched him at the rookie warm-up, there are some similarities there. The lateral movement is about the same. The forward movement is very similar to Vasilevsky. I think fans are going to be impressed with Gage Alexander, despite the fact that he is going back to the Winnipeg Ice this coming season for the Western Hockey League. But mark my words, in two years, he might end up making some noise right up there with Luka Dostal, also of the San Diego Goals. He can make some noise, just saying. And Roman Derny's there too, but he's from Slovakia. He's he's a pretty adequate goalie. I, I like him. But, you know, what great players have come from Slovakia or Slovenia or either of those countries? I'm only kidding, Sarah, because you're right here. But not plenty of good players come from there. Um, Robin, how do you like going up against Jamie Drysdale on Monday? That's going to be a fun matchup because we know, everyone knows Drysdale is really good. I, we saw him... Uh, I mean, a couple times in the last se- in the last year. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, yeah, it's it'll make for some fun matchups. Yep, that's oh, for sure. There's, an- there's another skater like that, Olin Zellweger, one of the best skating defensemen from this year's draft. Put Drysdale and Zellweger on a defensive pairing, and they'll just skate circles around everybody, including the Coyotes prospects. Robin, I'm just saying, put those two together. This episode is brought to you by Bet Online. We're back in better than ever. All eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back to start another football season. As always, Bet Online, your number one spot for all pro and college football action this season. With the new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, BetOnline.ag continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use your mobile device. Sign up for a free account today. Receive a 100% welcome bonus. That's double your initial deposit just for signing up. Don't forget to use the promo code NFL100. From football, basketball, boxing, including hockey, right down to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage for the all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Please gamble responsibly. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows, you're watching sports highlights in your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friends login for the good stuff. What I want to tell you about a simple way to get all the entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called DirecTV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes, no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part is there's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at DirecTV.com. That's DirecTV.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. I mean, I got a chance to... uh, I, I, you know, a good friend of mine got a chance to watch the uh, prospect scrimmage for the for the Coyotes just this last Monday, and he pointed out two defensemen who look like they could very well make a at least an attempt push for an opening day 
uh, roster final spot. Those uh-huh. are Giannis Mosier and Vladislav Provenev. Um, they do have Provenev. Yes, we got Provenev. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be a fascinating matchup. To, to me, It's it'll be more fascinating to see which pairings go up against certain guys for the Coyotes. That's going to be fascinating to watch. Um, I'm also fascinated with the forward lines. And you know who I'm going to talk about for about 20 seconds. Trevor Zegris. Oh, yeah. The wonder kid who just turns 20 years old. Played last season with the Ducks. Played with the Gulls. Believe it or not, a roster spot is not guaranteed for Trevor Zegris yet. There, there's that rumor. He might not make it because they're so forward heavy in Anaheim and the Ducks only have five defensemen signed. One of these prospects is going to make the Ducks. And the forwards, they might barely see San Diego. And just to go on some of these guys, Braden Tracy, he's really good. Trevor Zegras, we know about, obviously. Jacob Perot is another player that you got to watch out for. So keep your eyes on Perot and also keep your eyes on Mason McTavish, who was the third overall pick this year. And I got to give some love to some of the goals from last season. Jack Bedini, who Sarah saw uh, with the Chicago Steel. I did, yes. Hunter Drew, who's a converted defenseman, now a forward. I don't know why. I mean, Hunter Drew did okay on forward. And then you have Bo Grew, who I liked a lot. And someone else that I will give a shout out to because it turns out that his family hears the Locked on Ducks podcast. But he's really good. Alex Limoges. Watch out for Alex Limoges during this prospect tournament. He's going to make some noise. Want to know who uh, forwards I'm looking forward to most on our who? side? Who? Dylan Gunther, the ninth overall pick. Oh, True gosh, goal scorer. It. Yes, he will be there repping, repping the Arizona Coyotes as well as uh, the apparent pride and joy of the United Kingdom, Liam Kirk. I like their roster. (laughs) Unfortunately, um, due to conflicts, number 37 overall pick and Arizona State commit, former Chicago Steel Josh Doan will not be at this tournament. <sighs> womp womp. Any reason why not just can't make it? Um, Probably class. I class and NCAA. I mean, he was at the. He can be at any of the practices. He yeah. cannot be at like games and scrimmages. Oh, darn. Yeah, yeah it's all in stupid NCAA rules. Ugh, gross. Yep, that's the NCAA for you. But it's okay because Arizona fans can watch him anyways because he's playing at Arizona State. Yeah. School I hate, but it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> they got a good hockey team. What do you? Th- I I know what you mean, but yeah, yeah. Notre it's, Dame has a good hockey team, and I hate them. So that's true. Yeah, it's 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 rivalry. You you keep to your you you keep to the uh, the roots of the rivalry. Yeah, like my rivalry with Stanford. <laughs> that that's just anyway. That's neither here nor there. Uh, who does Arizona draw? The. First game will be a uh, quote primetime matchup, seven thirty p.m. at Gila River Arena. Uh, <laughs> with that. Against Vegas. Oh. oh, have fun. 
I mean, do they even have prospects? I, I, I don't I don't think so. Not that I, I know of. <laughs> Cody Glass, maybe? No, no Cody Glass got traded. Yeah, and he got traded. Oh, God. Then who the heck else? I mean, whoever they just drafted. but uh, Peyton Krebs, I think. Oh, yeah, he's a person. Okay, <laughs> who else? I try not to pay attention to what Vegas does. Like, I keep thinking if maybe I ignore them enough, they'll go away. <laughs> Unfortunately, I don't think they'll. Don't yeah, they'll work it hasn't that worked way. yet. That that sucks. I mean, they... Okay. I'm looking at their roster right now. They got some guys. They got Jack Dugan. He's good. Peyton Krebs. He's good. He's okay. The rest of these people I've never heard of. Daniel Chaika? I've heard of him. He's supposed to be good. Yeah. Mark LeJoy? Uh, I don't know about him. No, the rest of these are made up. Yeah. Yeah, these are these are fake people. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. I've heard of Patera, the goalie. Yeah, so that's like four out of their whole prospect list. <laughs> yeah, Vegas doesn't have a lot of prospects. I mean, on paper, they don't look like the most promising prospects, but again that's based on the fact that they just traded all their prospects yeah. for all the players they have. For all the Stanley Cups they've won. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, Sarah. Go big or go home, Vegas. So, you know. Go home. Yeah. Oh, man. Gotta love it. That wasn't nice. Do we even have a Vegas host right now? Yes. I, we, yeah, I think I we do. I think he left. Carlo left. Yeah. So we can crap talk. So, you know, we're going to crap talk the Vegas Golden Knights right now (laughs) because it's that part of the show. Yeah, they have no prospects at all. They're going to get smoked in this tournament, maybe. Arizona has all the good prospects. You're going to enjoy this. Well, not only that, not not only I'm just going to enjoy just beating up on Vegas, just enjoy it because a lot of these guys... Jason and and Sarah are going to be Tucson Roadrunners. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I, I see where you're going with this. Yeah, we'll get very familiar with them. Yeah. You'll you'll be lucky that uh you'll miss out on Gunther because he, he'll he'll get sent back to uh to the OHL or yeah. W no WHL. That's right. Thank goodness. So the other two games for Arizona, are they against LA and Anaheim? It is against LA and Han- Anaheim. Oh, we both get to. Yep. So we all get to see our team. Okay. Mm-hmm. This will be fun. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of rosters, I mean, Sarah, you got the Kings rookies. Mm-hmm. Those look fun. Yeah. The Kings rookies. I mean, I cover the Ducks, but the Kings rookies look fun. Yeah. It's, it's going to be exciting. It's weird to feel like I'm looking forward to this. Um, because that's usually not um, the way it goes. Uh, the Kings play Colorado on Friday, Arizona Sunday, uh, and then Vegas. Oh God, on Monday. So that's their their tournament schedule. And of course, we're going to see the Kings' biggest prospects, guys like Quentin Byfield, uh, Arthur Arthur Kaliev, Alex Turcotte um, is going to be there. Brant Clark, who was their first round draft pick this past year, is going to be there. Uh, so it, it's it's very exciting to get a glimpse of these guys, especially 
if you aren't someone who watches the AHL, because if you watch the AHL, you got to see a lot of, you know, Byfield and Kaliev and those guys. Uh, but if you, if you didn't keep up with it, this might be kind of your first chance to see them in action. Um, and it's always interesting because the Kings don't go into these things with any sort of attitude of like, we're going to win all our games. So I, I also won't be surprised if they get smoked by like the Vegas team where we've never heard of any of them, because it, it really is more about, you know, just getting the guys out there on the ice, but I I'm excited to get to see them and to, to see, you know, the turning of the page, I guess, for the Kings of who all their, all their new children are. And I'm just excited to watch actual hockey that it's, it doesn't mean anything. It's, it's not, the games don't do anything, but it's, it's like, it's even more meaningless than, than, than preseason games, but it gives us like, it gives fans who want to get a glimpse into the future of these teams into who's going to be playing on, on this team, like two, three years from now, Mm -hmm. maybe even longer, like even five years from now for some players. Like, yeah. I mean, it brings the excitement. Well, yeah. it, it, for the Ducks, it's in, it's interesting because one of those defensemen will make the team because of how many defensemen they have signed right now. So that's where it's intriguing for Ducks fans. Like, which defenseman? Is it going to be Drysdale? Is it going to be Zellweg or somehow? Like, which one of these guys could break out and join the Ducks? That's what's interesting for Anaheim fans. It'll be this year. Yeah. We just don't know. Oh, there was a goaltending change for LA. Yes. I read. Um, um, so the, the Kings are sending three goaltenders. Uh, Lucas Parikh, who was a draft pick of theirs, who signed an AHL deal. Uh, they're sending uh, Jacob Jacob Ingham, who has been in the system for a couple of years. Uh, and then they were supposed to send, what's his name? Jonathan Lethamon. They were. Who is also on an AHL deal. And he's largely going to be their ECHL guy. But he was supposed to go, but now has some sort of weird nebulous injury. Uh, and so now Matt Vallalta is going, uh, oh. which it, it will, it, he's trying be nice. Um, it, it's actually, this tournament's interesting because there is such a mix of players who have played professionally are like Matt Vallalta has been, this is his what, like third season pro, I think. Mm-hmm. Yep. So it, it'll be interesting watching him versus some of these guys who are, you know, still 17, 18 years old or whatever. Um, there's such a range of, you know, the Kings are sending a lot of guys who played all year last year in the AHL. Um, you know, Byfield got a couple of NHL games. Yeah. So in Dudas, is it right there? Yeah. So it's a, it's a weird group of, I feel like usually prospect tournaments are much more like, here's all your 17 and 18 year olds. Um, but this one is a little bit more of, have you made the NHL yet? No. Okay. Oh, you know what I'm, I'm interested in seeing how Sean Dursey does against these younger kids mm. coming up. Because Sean Dursey is a relatively older player by comparison. Because Dursey's been around for a couple of seasons. He's played professionally for, this will be his third season coming up for Sean Dursey. Yeah. I want to see how he does because, you know, for a while, I thought he could make the Kings at some point. I think he still can. I think he still could too, but I, I want to see how he does in this tournament, personally. So who are the Arizona prospects that we should all care about? Yeah. I mean, outside of the, uh, the forward and defenseman I mentioned, actually there's no, um, there is another defenseman 
um, out there. And it was through the uh, another pretty big uh, trade over this offseason that the Coyotes did, obviously, because like some people don't pay attention to those because uh, they only pay attention to what the Coyotes did to get draft picks. But they also got some pretty well-known prospects. One of them, and I'm definitely going to butcher this guy's name um, because it's it's a mouthful. Uh, Vladislav Koyachonok. Um, he's he was a pretty big ticket defense d- defensive uh, prospect. Um, haven't got a chance to see much of him yet lately from pro- from previous prospect camp, but that should be interesting. And again, um, outside of that, like I said, Mosier, Polvanev, Gunther, Kirk. Their goaltenders are interesting because, um, you know, my my good friend from Five for Howling, uh, who, again, went to the tournament, he got a chance to watch all the goalies, and he's like, the goalies are a bright spot. Hmm. Um, there are four goalies that they're sending. Michael Simpson, David Tendek, Anson Thornton, and Kirill Vejmelka. Um, obviously, some of the guys you probably never heard of, but... The uh, from what I was saying on I, I said this on uh, Tuesday's episode I believe for the Lockdown Coyotes podcast I said it's okay though because they are being coached under the goaltending coach that essentially brought up Aiden Hill. Uh, obviously, he, like, he coached Darcy Kemper for a few years and Ante Ranta for a few years. So like he's doing something right. Yeah. Yeah. There's a former Rain player in Arizona's rookie camp this year. Cole Holtz. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. Oh yeah, that was I mean, that was part of the trade that sent, I believe, mm-hmm. Tyler Steenberg. Yeah. Yeah. Over and in in uh and in return we got Cole Holtz and Bokley Mama. Yeah. Oh, and, that's right. Yeah, and the Kings got some other guy who they were like, we're not even qualifying him. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that move. Yeah. I still think he's Cole Holtz is a player who I think that if the Kings didn't have 8 million defensive prospects at this point, that he would have stuck around and would have played a bigger role. But like, I know he had some injuries last year and there's just so many defensive guys now that I think pushed him out like down the depth chart. But I think that he, for Coyotes fans, uh, I think Cole Holtz is someone to, to watch. And even if he never makes it quite to the NHL, which I think he could, I think he has the potential to be an NHL player. Uh, he he definitely, you know, he's still very young, so he's going to have the growing pains of being a, you know, 21-year-old defenseman or whatever. But I, I think that he's someone to keep an eye on for Coyotes fans. Yeah, uh, or could be an impact player for the Roadrunners. Right. Add another impact player for the Roadrunners guide. I'm, I'm, I'm just getting getting excited for Roadrunners season. Yeah. <laughs> you should. Honestly, I, I legit reached out to a guy who, um, like a friend of mine, and I'm just like, "Hey, what do I have to do to get my hands in the Liam Kirk Kachina Roadrunners jersey? Ooh. I need one. I need yeah. one. Yeah." And he's like, "I'll." And he's like, "I'll ask." And I asked him again recently. He's like, "Well, we don't know the roster yet, so nothing I can do yet." I'm just like, "All right, I'll I'll reach back out to you in a couple weeks." This episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Did you know that Built Bar has so many delicious flavors? There is something absolutely there for everyone. If you don't know the Built Bar flavors, well, let me tell you, you're missing out. From coconut to mint brownie, strawberry and orange, cookies and cream, the the list goes on and on. All of these flavors 
all absolutely delicious. Probably, again, the best tasting protein bar out there. Actually tasting more like a, a candy bar than they do a protein bar. And the best part about all this is they are amazingly healthy as well. You can... They're only 17 to 18 grams of protein, 130 to 180 calories, 4 to 5 grams of sugar, and 4 to 5 grams net carbs. Amazing flavors, all tasty, all healthy. And if you go to Built.com and use the promo code LOCKED15, you'll get 15% off your order. Once again, if you use the promo code LOCKED15, you get 15% off at Built.com. <laughs> All right, come on, make it happen. I am excited to see with you guys Dylan Gunther, largely because every mock draft we did for Locked On, oh. he was who I ended up picking. Because and then the draft got all the real draft got all weird thanks to sorry, uh, I don't yep. know the Anaheim Ducks going a little off the board. And a I, little, I, you know, I'm very happy with our pick of Grant Clark. Like he's going to be great for the Kings, and I'm excited to watch him. But I felt like very emotionally attached to Dylan Gunther because I had like read so much about him and picked him in all these mock drafts. So I'm excited to see um, my prospect that never was <laughs> in these games. I'm I have to defend myself there, don't I? No. Like I, I'm, I'm still not sure what the Ducks did there. At the time, that draft pick confounded me. You had a lot of these, including Dylan Genther. Dylan Genther was there for the taking, and the Ducks didn't take him. There's a bunch of other guys. They took Mason McTavish, number three. At the time of the draft, I remember having this look of, oh, okay, they went with him. The more I see him in rookie camp and in open practice, I'm like, okay, I, I see what they're going for here, but... I'm still not 100% convinced that he was the third overall pick in this year's draft. I'm still not convinced yet. I mean, weren't most of the most of the mocks having having getting uh well William Eklund? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I legit thought the Ducks were going to get Eklund and he was right there. I saw some mocks saying they could take a punt at Genther at number 3. It was Eklund or Genther or someone else. I think when I ran the poll, it was like 60% Eklund, 20% Genther, 20% someone else. And no one thought McTavish would go number three. I, it's Bob, Murray was, Bob Murray. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was really interesting because like, I like obviously for the long, like everyone knows for the longest time I never paid I didn't pay attention much to the mock drafts I had no reason to and then a couple hours before I'm like oh, oh. Merry Christmas <laughs> surprise legit the amount of research I had to do in like that three hour time span was <laughs> well also I mean there was a lot of rumors the Ducks would trade that third pick to try to get Jack Eichel. Because Buffalo won that third pick, and then the Ducks just, I, yeah, I don't know what they were doing this off season. Uh, do, uh, do they know what they were doing? No. Okay. They're planning for twenty twenty two apparently. <laughs> I get, so all right, we got. I, I think we can make a deal here. Let the Coyotes get Shane Wright, and you can go ahead and get Connor Bedard. I'd be okay with that. <laughs> I'd, be, I'd be fine with that. But let's let's see where the ping pong balls fall, because you know the Ducks are going to be a lottery team. You know it. Sarah knows it. I see, know it. The Coyotes, 
got on got they, they they got they got messed up the the last time they got they were a true lottery team. Mm-hmm. They ended up getting the third overall pick in the yep. 2015 draft, which Where they used that? to draft Dylan Strom. <laughs> what? <laughs> to be fair, Dylan Strom destroyed the rain a few times. <laughs> destroyed them. Well yeah, he was a he was a phenomenal AHL player. It just mm-hmm. never translated to the NHL. Yeah, that's how it goes sometimes. But still, they could have picked Mitch Marner that draft. Uh-huh. Yeah. That like he was right there. Yeah. Yeah, we I mean we we can relate. We've we've had our share of stinker picks. Which is why the Coyotes get first overall this year. They better not screw that up. (laughs) (laughs) We'll see. Yeah. It's. uh... It feels great to not trust your team to do the right thing. Like it just, it's just such a great feeling. (laughs) Like anytime we talk about like, you know, you know, what are the Kings going to do? I'm like, well, here's the obvious path, but the chances of them messing it up or the chances of like, them just doing the opposite of what I want them to do. Like there's a non-zero chance that they're going to do something incredibly stupid. Like. That's just the Rob Blake way, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's the hockey way, I think. <laughs> like, <laughs> No, not every GM is like that. No, there's... we can't all be like Steve Eiserman and uh, Julian Brisbois. Like, yeah, you know, but we, we, we can't be like, like Tampa Bay and just, there's, the a, there's a larger percentage of Bob Murray's than there are of Steve Eisenman's. Ow. True, but still. <laughs> I can't uh, defend that, folks. She's no. completely right on yes. that. Although this makes me glad the Coyotes have a better GM now than they did before. John Shaka was something else. Yeah. I mean, the Yotes are still feeling repercussions from that. Well, yeah, well, there's a reason why they're stuck with Clayton Keller and Nick Schmaltz for the next few years on a Yeah, I mean, there's contract. a reason that there's that there's all these, you know, all these rumors about the Coyotes. Where are they going to, like... The only thing is, the one thing that he did right was secure Jacob Chicker into his contract. Yeah. Yeah. That's a phenomenal contract. Yeah, everyone is constantly like, how can we pull him out of Arizona? How and it's not going to happen. Yeah. Because his contract is too team-friendly, and he's too yeah. good. Yeah. It really is. Do, do you build around him? He is the, the future, future captain. So, I, I, I want to ask, like, what can the Coyotes do to build around him? Like, which direction would you go? Ooh. Interesting. Ooh. Well, I mean, Chikrin, obviously, you got, you got, to, you got to take, in it, take into account the kind of defenseman he is. Mm-hmm. And he is, you know, modeling after the kind of defenseman Oliver Ekman Lawson was on the Coyotes, a puck moving defenseman. Except Chikrin is miles better at only 23 years old. <laughs> yes. So, I mean, what, what direction do you go? Do you try to build with goaltending maybe or do you try to like find that perfect pairing for him i mean there's ah, there's there's some directions you could go here well the pairing might be uh like they were looking i mean they they made the coyotes already made some people to brought they brought in some 
pretty good, decent defenseman uh, to try to pair up with them. Who knows if that's going to work? Um, obviously, one is a overpaid Shane Costaspear. That's right. Um, That's right. And the other is a uh, s- sign from restricted free agency, Connor Timmins. I could see him pair up. Yeah. With him. Yeah. They, they kind. They, I feel like their kind of games would complement each other well enough that they could push the puck really well and generate a lot of good power play offense if they were to go that route or just generate good opportunities and not turn the puck over in the neutral zone like some of the other defensemen the Coyotes have had in the past <laughs> that are uh, not gone. Yeah. So that was a problem. I mean, why do you think there's a reason why they blew up 90% of their defense? Because they would turn the puck over right at the red line. We're just going to give it away all the time and let the other team score and, and there's a reason why anytime any locked on host reached out to me, it's like, so uh, what do you want from us for, for this player? And I'm like, defense. We need <laughs> <Yes>. defense. <laughs> <laughs> That's been your answer the whole time. And, a sen- and, and some centers. Oli but... Mata I'm trying to get rid of. <laughs> I'm just trying to trade Oli Mata to anyone who will listen to me. So, you know, if you want... Uh, large finish, dude. Um, I got you covered. Let's not talk about how he's not good. I think if 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 talent's not there, you're gonna have to throw throw in a second round draft pick. <laughs> is this like Pokemon? Like, gotta catch them all. Like... Yes, it is. <laughs> I want Bill. I want it so Bill Armstrong has all thirty two picks in the second round. <laughs> That would be <laughs> the greatest day ever. I'm trying not to laugh. Guys. That would be so good. <laughs> or even if you just got like a majority of them, like every other pick goes to the Coyotes. He already has five. <laughs> That's I want it. I want it so much. How much chaos do you want? All of it. <laughs> If you want more chaos, timeouts. Because <laughs> <laughs> I would engineer a trade, like oh, absolutely, God. just to make this happen. <laughs> Although to be real, I don't think the Coyotes are going to keep all of those second round picks. They're going to yeah. package them to try to get back into the first again, which they already have three. <laughs> oh, that's right. They have three of those too. Gosh, that's See, like a more rare Pokemon. This is how. This is how you start a rebuild. Yeah. Yeah. It's what the Kings did. I mean, in addition to being really terrible, but they, you know, avoid the, the prospect pool was so lean because Dean Lombardi traded all of them away and it, sure it got two Stanley cups, which is great. And I'm not, you know, complaining about that at all. Nor Don't should get me you. wrong. No, but it, when everything inevitably starts to fall apart, because not every team can be Tampa, um, you're suddenly like, oh crap! I have one good player, and now I have to rush him to the NHL. So yeah, they they accumulated so many picks and so many, you know, minor moves of just moving guys around, and now they have so many prospects that people are like, I don't know what to do with all of them. And then you're in a great position of being able to trade those picks or trade those you know prospects for something more useful 
in in the immediate future so it's absolutely you know the way to do it and then it makes the roadrunners a good threat once those guys all start coming of age with your 8,000 second round draft picks eventually they hit the AHL and then they beat up on our teams for a while I mean the roadrunners already have uh two pacific division championships in in uh in four years so or their five years of existence I was gonna say there was a fifth season last year. Yeah, but yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Uh, and yet the Ducks lost picks this year somehow. What did you do? Traded for Tyson Hines for the 2021 and give up a pick next season. I don't know why. Who is that? That that was their late third round pick. Oh, I thought that was like an actual player that they traded for actually the ducks lost quite a few picks this season why what are they bob murray gonna bob murray what are they doing like this is a legit question what are they doing well if they're not committing to the official rebuild then yeah they're just like i think we can get back in with the right people Mm -hmm. it didn't work last season (laughs) they're gonna rely on who kevin shattenkirk He's going to get resurrected all of a sudden or Jacob Larson or what? Ryan Getzloff will find the fountain of youth in his last season. Maybe that'd be funny. That would be funny. But it's I, not going to happen. I'm going to allow you guys to make fun of one thing that the Coyotes have coming up for their season. And I mentioned this on a episode a couple weeks ago and I want to make t-shirts out of it. Oh, the Coyotes based off their roster have a $12 million fourth line. That's beautiful. (laughs) That's right. They made that move for all of those guys. What are you doing? Well, why Arizona? I mean, you have all those draft picks. I mean, it's only going to be for that one year because, uh, Erickson, Roussel and, um, Lincoln and, Beagle and Beagle Beagle are all on their last year of their terrible, terrible contracts. You got some bad contracts expiring this coming season. Well, yeah, that's what they did. That that that's that. And see the cool. See, this is the thing: is everyone was saying making fun of the Coyotes for picking up dead cap for assets, and but the thing is that the difference is they're not going long term this year. Just like, all right, we'll just pick up the last couple years, the last year of your terrible contracts, and and. Yeah. They won't if, last if, if you know you're not going to be competitive and uh, you know i think that the coyotes front office knew that that this coming season wasn't going to be anything spectacular if you know you're not going to be yeah go extort some other teams to take on their terrible guys i'm gonna let you taste this look at their cap hit this season look at it next season oh wow look at that difference yeah so right now it's 66 yeah, sixty-six million is what they have signed for this year. Well, that's um, like that's uh, yeah. add in the dead cap, so it's sixty-nine. Yeah, 69. nice, nice. Um, <laughs> and then all they've got signed for next year is basically like under thirty million. Once yeah. you add it all together, I mean, who they're they... so yeah. The that's only people fun, they ha- the only people they have beyond this next year are Keller, Schmaltz, nope. Lad. Chikrin, Gossespierre, and Timmins. That's it. 
That's that's a rebuild. Yep. And even their retained salary, they only they only paid Darcy Kemper one season, and that's it. Just one year. So even that dead cap goes away. Ooh. That's a rebuild. That's a rebuild, but that's an effective rebuild. And like I said, I, I, I had a lot of people on the crossovers I'm going with the Central Division. I think one of them asked me, "What? how do I grade the Coyotes offseason? I'm like, I give them an A. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, they, like, Bill Armstrong killed it. He, he knew the assignment, and he destroyed it. And look at these draft picks. There's so There's many. There's a lot. Eight in the first two rounds. That for a draft this deep, watch out for the Coyotes in 2025-2026. Who knows if I'm gonna be in Arizona by then? <laughs> well, who knows if the Coyotes never mind. I was oh. trying to <laughs> No, well so I should point out that Sarah and I did a crossover for Mexican Independence Day. Oh. By the way, Viva Mexico. And uh, we pointed out that if it wasn't for the Coyotes, then we wouldn't have Austin Matthews. Or how did you put it like for all you Toronto fans? Well, so the the point that I I was making was, um, you know, I, I feel like there is a certain segment of hockey fandom, particularly many people in the hotbed of hockey in Toronto, who look at any Southern team, any Sunbelt team, but especially Arizona, knowing all the issues that they've had over the years. And they say, get rid of Arizona, move them to, you know, Quebec city or move them to wherever, um, get rid of, fold the team. Why is there even hockey in Arizona? Blah, 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 which we all know is BS, uh, because there should be hockey in Arizona. Uh, but, Austin Matthews has said that if he hadn't grown up watching Coyotes games, he wouldn't have gotten into hockey. So this team that, you know, many people in traditional markets want to fold is what also delivered unto the Toronto Maple Leafs, Austin Matthews. So chill out. (laughs) It delivered a top 10 player, according to the locked on NHL hosts. Not, not, not only that, but the uh, the Maple Leafs this last draft and some in the second round drafted another kid out of Scottsdale. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So take that, <laughs> mean fans. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> That's my message to the public. Yes. And again, I am super excited for uh, what the Coyotes have in store for a future arena. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd visit it. I think, like, uh, I'm not sure if I told told this to you guys, but they want to essentially make the entertainment district in Tempe uh, modeled after the deer district. Yeah, buddy, fear the deer. That's right. <laughs> That's what they want out of it when they build this thing. They did it smart there. They rebuilt the whole Mecca thing over there. They got Fiserv. They have... Were the oh gosh, I'm blanking on their name. Help the AHL team in Milwaukee. The Admirals. Thank you, the Admirals. Why am I blanking on that? Were the Admirals? I I I'm I'm lost now. Where they play is across from the Deer District, and they totally revamped it. Where even the Admirals, I remember this time, where where they draw more fans now. Wow, I'm lost now. Point being, I can't wait. 
yeah, obviously this is going to be several years away, but it's not even approved yet. But hey, look what it did to LA. Yeah, it seems like at least there's a hopeful plan, and it's not just a like I don't know. We'll put the team somewhere. Like it seems like there's actually wheels in motion. Well, yeah, I mean, well, the <laughs> difference. <laughs> The, the, the thing I tell a lot of people about this, the difference is, is they're working directly with the city. It's 100% privately funded mm-hmm. versus the previous plan was trying to work with Arizona State. Um, and that just completely backfired. Yeah. Um, and yeah, a lot of their, a lot of things that they did, they tried to work with public funds or some kind of public entity. This one is like, all right, we're just going to pay the city of Tempe for this plot of land pour millions of dollars into it and build it build it up yeah i mean if they build it they will come wrong exactly. score <laughs> it's okay um because that applies to as many sports as you want it to supply to it applies to anything you want to apply to mm-hmm. yeah it, it can apply to anything that we want i like it yeah it's the blues clues of hockey planning <laughs> Oh man. Oh man. Uh, I'm, I'm losing it. I'm done. I think we covered the highlights. Yes, we did. Uh one thing that I should let people know is that this broadcast I mean this uh tournament can is going to be broadcast on uh webstream. Um I'm not sure if it's on it oh, at least based on my side it looks like arizonacoyotes.com/rookiefaceoff. Um, yeah, and I, I know so. for Kings fans, if they go to lakings.com slash stream, uh, they'll be able to find it there as well. I, I, I think I saw somewhere that all of the streaming stuff is going to be specific to the, the market. So yep. you're going to have to hunt around on different sites, I guess. But I'm really excited that it's going to be streamed because the like FOMO of knowing a, a prospect tournament or a rookie tournament is happening, but you can't see it because you're not there is always a bummer. So I'm excited to get to watch all of my terrible sons. The Ducks and are going to have theirs on their website. And also, they're going to bring their radio crew. They're oh. going to bring Dan Wood and Steve Carroll. Look at that. That'll be fun. Uh, those who live in Arizona and want to watch any of the, these games, um, they can also be purchased at ArizonaCoyotes.com. And looking at here, all ticket proceeds benefiting the Arizona Coyotes Foundation in support of the Coyotes Youth learn to play programs, including the Little Howlers and Little Laytons. Um, 50 50 raffle will also be there supporting the Arizona Kachinas girls hockey program. Awesome. Best youth jerseys ever. I love it. Well, of course. That's how it, that's how it's goes. So, I mean, like, that's, that's, that's an awesome thing, you know, the Coyotes are doing. Obviously, they all, they're always in trying to support the, the ground level, trying to get as many. As many people to get into the sport of hockey as possible. I mean, they. I mean, side note on that is they um, they put in a, a new one called the Growlers Program. You know, just to uh, have the uh, support the call it, uh, anybody 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 of any age of LGBT to learn to play hockey. That's um, awesome. That's cool. And they're doing a lot of things this next month for Hispanic Heritage Month. They really love their community, and I love it. 
So all those fun stuff uh, coming up for you and Coyotes. Once again, uh, the tournament is today, Sunday, and Monday. How long? So I guess on that note, we can all close things off here. Uh, thanks, everyone, for listening to this episode. Thanks to Sarah and to Jason for you know hopping into this wonderful crossover. Good to talk to you guys once again um, as I a unofficial last episode of a true crossover unless we I mean we're going to face each other in the during the season but like it's not going to be as much common as it used to be uh cuz I'm getting shipped over to the central yeah, division you've moved I'm already talking there's always, so- there's, there's always the AHL times yeah oh yes at least for now the AHL times especially cuz that's probably where a lot of the focus will be cuz the roadrunners we, Anyways. we could have one more Tucson trip. Good. Yeah. Heck, I don't like. I mean, the food tour is still not done. There's still half a million things to go to. <laughs> oh God! Eat responsibly. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Uh, all fun times, fun times. But thanks again, everyone, for listening to this episode. Um, you can follow Locked On Coyotes on Twitter at lo underscore Coyotes. You can find them wherever you get your podcast. I'm personally at Rob Leonia One and. Jason and Sarah, let us know, let everyone know where they can find you guys. Uh, so Locked on Kings is at Locked on LA Kings on Twitter. Uh, of course, also available wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, I am on Twitter at right said Sarah. That's W-R-I-T-E said Sarah with an H. Uh, and if you're interested in the national show, I also host or co-host the Wednesday edition of Locked on NHL with Jess from Locked on Flames. Uh, that is available uh, also wherever you get your podcasts and on Twitter at Locked on NHL Pods, where we're talking all about the Western Conference, uh, especially once the hockey season starts and we actually have real conference news to talk about. So that's where you can find me. You can find me on Twitter at StimpyJD and my show's Twitter is at LO underscore Ducks. That's LO as in low underscore and Ducks as in the Ducks. That's it. That's all I got. And Stimpy as in Ren and Stimpy, the obviously best Snick tune from Nickelodeon of the 90s. So, yeah. Come come say hi to me. Come wish me a happy day or something. I don't know. I'm that's, lost. I got nothing else. That's where you can find everyone. Once again, you can interact with all of us, and we love to interact with you back because um, you guys are fantastic. Anyways, thanks to everyone for, once again for listening to this episode. Hope you guys are staying safe out there. Hope you guys are staying healthy. And for the Coyotes fans listening, don't forget the how long. Ah!